0: the ryan reese show from, from southern california, california. california this is the ryan reese show post your questions using at ryan reese on his instagram twitter
1: or facebook are you ready
0: what is good
2: saturday night it's
0: going down i have uh, my friends back in the studio connie and again when's the last time you were here
2: like six months ago i think Dang, too I- long Way too long.
0: Way too long. You need to get back more. We got to talk to Lucas to get you booked more often. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got Scott Salamant, Sean McKeon, which are pastors at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs. And uh, we got a lot of questions that came into the whosoevers. So we want to just, you know, just go through them and and, and start firing them off and answering them the best we can. uh, With uh, just with the scripture, obviously, but then, you know, navigating through. Through culture and the signs of the times, and and just seeing how uh, these questions relate to us and how we can uh, navigate through them, so we can live as Christians in this world, but not trying to hide and just wait for the rapture to come. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is this is the world we live in. But Scott, I'm gonna ask, mm. I'm gonna answer your question really quick. Yeah, this brace I'm wearing. Yeah, why am I wearing it?
3: I thought you got fresh ink. No? I, sl- yeah. I
0: slammed on my skateboard and uh, I got uh, cellulitis. Okay, so they gave me a shot in my rear end. And then they gave me some pills. What's a psilitis? So, I never even heard of I don't of know. It's something that it's makes your elbow swell. It just oh. hit, okay. and then it just swelled. Oh, gotcha. So you. they put this thing to shrink it. Okay, I thought. Okay. So that was the joys of California on this trip. <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway.
2: <laughs> the signs of getting older.
0: <laughs> no, you want to hear something crazy? What? I had it one other time, and I had it the night before I got married.
2: Oh, fun Because I was skating.
0: Because <laughs> that's what, actually when I slammed... And I, all of a sudden, my elbow started swelling up, and I went to the doctors, and Crystal's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? He's going to die. There's going to be no wedding. Um, and dude, yeah, they had to give me an IV, and they, it got it went away like that. I've never I, heard of uh,
3: that before, cellulitis. Okay. Ne-
0: I never heard about it either. I've heard
3: of cellulitis. You know, I deal with that on occasion. You have that. Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> okay. So, hey, I'm going to come in with a, with a question, which I think is very relevant to what's going on today. It's a new movie that came out. It's called Red. Um, I spoke about it uh, this weekend a little bit. I just kind of plugged it, showed a video on a scene where there was like a pentagram. Or it wasn't a pentagram, but it was a ritual that in in Satanism, you would have a pentagram. But this was like a, a, a circle with candles, and they were um, exercising a demon out of a, a child, and they were chanting, and basically it was like the... Um, the the candy coated uh séance basically right mm-hmm. kid friendly looking séance so this person asks i heard your message you gave at golden springs on how they and how we played uh the red clip why is it that you think evil is not hiding in the shadows anymore so well she's basically saying why do i think that everything's just out in yeah per, mm-hmm. out in view yeah i don't i think it's out and in our face and behind yeah, it's closed right. doors. For but sure. let's let's talk about this a little bit more. Connie, yeah. do you know a little bit about this film?
2: I've heard a little bit. I have not watched it. Mm-hmm. What I've heard of it, in my opinion, as a mom, you know, raising two daughters, it's enough for me to say they're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. So that's the decision we've made just based off of the things that we've heard about it. Yeah. And back to what you were saying about, you know, it, it, evil not hiding anymore, but it kind of is, like Scott was saying, it, we're getting into this area of life and times where we're normalizing and accepting things that shouldn't be. Yeah. And that's what we mean by saying evil's not hiding. It's coming out there and it's out there, but it's coming out there in a you know, a pretty picture, a loving way, an accepting way. And and everything I've heard about the movie, as far as what they're showing behavior wise. So what is it? What are these things? Okay. So all the main things that I have heard is that this is just showing kids that you can be and do whatever, and you are your own person and you make up your own rules and there is no truth in life and you are your own truth. And that to me is red flags, right? Right, right? Because that's not the truth. Yeah. And we talked about that on yeah. our episode about yeah. absolute truth. Right? right. Right. So that was enough for me. And then those little things like, I don't know that you were talking about with seance and then yeah. they were talking about, yeah. I think some type of pedophilia type stuff. And I'm I, like, this I, is have, it. I haven't this seen is that it.
0: part. I haven't seen it, yeah. but that's what I've heard as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they're, they're basically what's going on in this culture is that you're being conditioned. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've I think even from the stage the other day I was talking about we were talking about the Ukraine thing mm-hmm. and the, the Russia thing, and I said, I'm not gonna post a picture saying I stand with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Everything's propaganda. I stand with Jesus. I'm praying for the people in Ukraine, I'm mm-hmm. praying for the people in Russia, I'm praying mm-hmm. for the I mean there's wars breaking out with Israel now, Iran, Iraq, mm-hmm. all these things are happening. I'm praying for the innocent people, Amen. the yeah. friends, the families. But at the end of the day, we know the scriptures talks about in the last days. It talks about the antichrist coming. This is all the setup. Mm-hmm. There is these presidents and everyone. These are all this is all puppets, right? Mm-hmm. But there is at the top which are powered by Satan, Illuminati mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them, the 1%, these these world leaders mm-hmm. behind the scenes that are using all the presidents as puppets. They're the ones that are doing the stuff. So we got to not get caught up in the propaganda of mm-hmm. social media, the programming of these, these, uh, these videos yeah. of our kids getting programmed because what they want us to do is live in a false reality.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and you know, the Bible talks about like in the book of Ephesians uh, to redeem the time because the days are evil, to walk mm-hmm. circumspectly or to be discerning. And that's what yeah. goes on to every element. Like whether you're raising children or whether you're just trying to uh, live in a relationship with the Lord, you got to have discernment. Mm-hmm. You got to understand like, you know, this isn't a good thing for me. You know, putting images in my mind, recognizing that philosophies that are being spoon-fed to your children are going to dictate the the way that they view the world around them. And by it, that's what they're doing. It, it's conditioning like like mm-hmm. you were saying Connie and what you were saying Ryan and what, what happens is we are blurring the lines of so many things. And mm-hmm. the Bible says that Satan is the author of confusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to, I heard this said before from apologetics back in the day of like, what we're seeing in our culture is that they're removing the definitions of things. And when you remove the definitions mm-hmm. of things, therefore you blur the lines of reality. You know, people have arguments today like, is this a man? Is there's a woman? Mm. It was popular just a little bit ago with, um, with uh, the Supreme Supreme Court justice, right? And she wasn't able to answer the question only because she didn't want to offend the the populace of the people that they're trying to reach. Everyone knows the fact. A boy is a boy. A girl Mm -hmm. is a girl. But now these kind of things, because they're trying to blur definitions, is causing confusion Mm -hmm. in our culture. So when it goes into that, it's out with these definitions here. We're going to insert new Mm -hmm. definitions, and this is the way by which you're going to view the world. And going back again, it says that Satan transformed himself into an angel of light. It always gets painted the picture. This is good. Like, this is a a good thing. And before you know it, it's utter chaos. I like what you said
0: about how Satan is the author of confusion. Yeah. And that's literally what's happening right now. He's the father of lies. Mm -hmm. There's all these lies. And he's the destroyer. We're seeing people. Destruction is happening Mm -hmm. with wars and all this stuff. And he's confusing everyone.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And God's not a God of confusion. Right. At all.
0: Right.
1: For sure.
0: All right. um, I'm going to go to this question. It says, what are some verses in your lives that help you get through difficult times? Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead. Somebody.
3: I I, I have mine open right now. Psalm uh, Psalm 9, 9, and 10. It says, let me check out my glasses here. It says, uh, you, Lord, will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble, and those who know your name Will put their trust in you, for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's one of those ones that I love. I wrote down a list of some of the ones that popped out to me, and that's one of my favorite ones. Like you the Lord is our refuge, he's our foundation, he's our rock that we cling to. Whenever I need comfort, I go to the Psalms first. Your dad taught me that. Like I go to the Psalms and then it makes me like sing, it makes me think of the faithfulness of God, even you know look at david you know he wrote 3 quarters of these things and he's just this guy who who had flaws like every other man he made mistakes like every other man yet he would always run to god and every time he ran to god god would give him comfort and peace and give him words of assurance and he would deliver him you know like we know from james and we know from peter that every trial and difficulty that we go through, whether it be God ordained or whether it be man manifested, is for a time and for a, a, a purpose. Mm-hmm. It has a duration and it has a purpose that God wants to fulfill through it. So if you have that in mind, that it has an eternal and a, and a righteous perspective, then you know, OK, I can get through this because I know that God's going to be glorified through it. I'm going to be bettered through this and that also he's going to help me get through this. And I'm going to be able to minister to other people on the other side of this. So, it, it has multifaceted different mm. things why we go through things. But the Psalms, when I am hurting, when I'm going through things, I go through the Psalms more than anything else. Mm. I want to know God's promises.
0: You know? I, I have a list of them. Um, do you have any? Yeah. Okay. I go
2: for it. <laughs> no. Oh, all right. My main one, which is crazy, because you know we saw the, some of these questions last night. And I, mm. The first one that came to mind was Isaiah 40:31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. And I love that because I started losing my voice last night. So I'm like, I really got to put this verse to practice. Like, losing my voice, going on this radio show. Like, I got to wait on you, Lord, and you're going to renew my strength. And I like, I love verses in the Bible like that that give me a picture. Like, okay, I'm going to mount up on wings like an eagle. I'm Mm going to do this. But I love that it comes with that tiny little condition in the front because We got to wait on him. And I don't know about you guys, but I've gotten weary over the past two years. I know a lot of people listening through all that's happened Mm -hmm. have gotten weary. Even the strongest believers, you guys, if you're listening, let me tell you, we get weary all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important when we're going through trials or difficulties got to wait on the Lord. So what does that mean? It means we're not just sitting around like, okay, God, you know, show up and do a miracle and plop something on my lap. It means to be active in the waiting, meaning seeking him out, worshiping, praying. And so I drove up here and I'm like, I got no voice. I'm going on a radio show. I'm going to worship. I'm just going to worship, with the yeah. music on and you're going to renew my strength. And sure enough, he does. So I, that mm-hmm. one is a good one for me.
0: Uh, we do get weary. And this yeah. is why I have a bunch of verses in my Sticky notes. So Love it. when I start tripping, yeah. I just go here. And even when people start tripping, I have these verses because people do go through hard stuff. Yeah. And they, as you guys know who do they contact? They reach out to us. Say, hey, "Will mm-hmm. you pray for me?" You know, I'm going through this, and I have a list of these verses that I send out. I like the one that says Isaiah 41:10. It says, "Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't mm. be discouraged, for I am your God. I mm. will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand." Mm. And then I have my, my life verse is the eyes of the Lord range through the earth to strengthen whose hearts that are fully committed to him. Second Chronicles sixteen nine, mm. Job, the righteous will hold on to his way and he with clean hands will grow stronger mm. and stronger. Job uh, seventeen nine, and then Lamentations 3, uh, 25, the Lord is good. Those who wait for him to the soul, uh, to the soul who seeks him. So nice. those are... Those are all um, Mm -hmm. verses that are just there, and I Mm -hmm. have them because, you know, when you go through life, storms hit, and sometimes you're frazzled. You know, you can't even think straight, and it's just good to have. And these are just reminders that God is with you, He's for you, and Mm -hmm. He's going to get you through it. So just hold on. And like that one with clean hands, Mm -hmm. it's just talking about if you're walking in the ways of the Lord and, and doing your best, doing your part, and just you know, asking for forgiveness and just waiting on him, he will get you through. Mm-hmm. But if you're not walking with God right. and you don't have clean hands, well, good luck. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be chaos all around you. Mm-hmm. So it keeps you on in check. Mm-hmm.
1: The Christian life is one of, of peaks and valleys. You go through mm-hmm. seasons of like, dude, amazing blessings, opportunities. God uses your life. You get married. You have children. God continues to use your life. But there's also discouragement. People betray you sometimes Uh, you go through hardships you lose your job you your health gets messed up and you know when you go through life like that you have to be able to understand the creator of the universe and his heartbeat for you Um, there's a lot of verses I love as well I think one of them that is timeless is second Timothy 1 7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear but a power of love and of a sound mind because Satan wants to bring fear into your life fear hinders you from what God uh, has for you The Lord wants us to walk in in victory in the power of his Holy Spirit. And you recognize, the Bible says over and over to keep yourself in the love of God. When you recognize that you're loved, like in a marriage, that's why the Bible says for the wife, for the husband to love their wife as Christ loved the church. When a woman feels loved and protected and uh, there is unity that's in that relationship. And the same thing with us, when you understand God's love for you, no matter what is being thrown your way, you have that sense of like, you're gonna make it through. I've told some of these younger guys, like Wade, when he was young and and just beginning to teach, like me and Raul came into his office and he was gonna teach a Sunday night and he was he was freaking out and the, I left his office and said, Hey, if you die, you die, and I just walked out and he's like, <laughs> He never what? forgot that wow. either. And that like, what, <laughs> he never forgot what that. I <laughs> meant by that is yeah. like that that nervousness you feel like oh help. there's gonna be a Monday unless God calls you home. Yeah. Like uh-huh. it's gonna be all right. That was mm-hmm. my perspective, and I kind of have that. On other things, I've gotten some calls sometimes um, where how am I going to be able to deal with this situation? Mm. Years ago, and I'll end with this, is that Ryan's dad called me, and it was like a random Tuesday afternoon. He's like, hey, I can't go to the police station right now. I need somebody to go for me. And I'm like, okay. And then I get information on what it was. Well, there was a husband and a wife. They were divorced. The wife kind of lost it. She waited till the kids went to school. The dad had the kids. She got into the house, waited for him to come home, killed them. And they said that we're pulling the kids out of the school right now and we need a pastor there to mm. meet the kids and let them know that their dad has been killed. Their mom is arrested and is going to be going to prison for a long time Damn. and we need you to be there to, to minister wow. to them. Wow. And I'm like, from here to Walnut yeah. Station is five minutes. And yeah. I'm just like, Lord, like, mm-hmm. give me w- words of yeah, wisdom, exactly. like wh- how am I going to deal with the situation? What I say that is i I use that on every area of life. I'm get th- thrown in to mm-hmm. teach. I'm dealing with a situation. Lord, grant me words of wisdom, mm-hmm. go before me. I, if you've called me for this, like you'll see me through what I, a lot of verses. My favorite chapter of the Bible mm-hmm. is Romans chapter eight. I probably had that that whole chapter memorized because there are so many things where it says, for if God is for us, who can be against mm-hmm. us, right? We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. But I love the way it ends. It says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor principalities, nor mm-hmm. height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. our Lord. Mm-hmm. Whatever's on my way. Nothing will separate. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to make, I'm gonna make yep. it through. That's Nothing can one. separate me from God's love. And So we say these things yeah. because... Yeah, we go, uh, Connie said, like, we all go through challenges. Mm -hmm. I have bad days. I get upset. I get discouraged. And I have to practice what I preach just like anybody else.
2: And it's just off of what you're saying. It's literally how Jesus left us, right? He said, okay, I'm going away. I'll be back. And he left us with these basically last words of saying, in this world, you're going to have trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer because I've overcome Mm -hmm. the world. And I I just want to add to what you said, Sean, really quickly about the mountaintops and the valleys. My pastor always says this, and it's so true, you guys. Mountaintops inspire us, but valleys mature us. Mm. And you have to understand that every time, now I look at this, and, and even from just what Rawls taught me all the years ago, when I go through obstacles and trials, and when you go through these things, I would encourage you guys to not say, why, God, why, but rather who? Who, God, who? Who are you? Because that's who I'm going to rely on. Who can I help through this mess? Because he can turn your mess into your message. He you can turn mm-hmm. your pain into your purpose, as we all know. Mm-hmm. But you, but getting the right perspective on it. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you sweep it under the rug, it's, mm-hmm. it, and you you know everything's roses. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But you say, okay, then what do you want me to learn through this, God? Who do you want me to become through this? And let me rely on you. So, yeah, mm.
0: very true. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, here's a good one. Uh, what are some things we can do as Christians to increase faith? Mm. Mm. Faith. Uh, so, what is, okay, first of all, yeah, for people that are listening that are just tuning in, don't, yeah. they don't mm-hmm. know anything, what is faith?
3: Yeah, that, that's a good question. The, the Bible gives us a, example of faith in Hebrews It mm. says faith is the substance or all the things that we hope for, but the evidence of those things we hope for, we don't see those. Mm. In other words, so we as Christians hope for eternal life. Mm. We hope for forgiveness of sins. We hope for help because we definitely need it. We need help with our minds, our mm. hearts, our spirits, our attitudes, our, our actions, we need help with all that. We need help raising our kids. We need help dealing with our spouses. We need help dealing with individual, interpersonal relations with people. We need help dealing with economical, political, crazy things. We need help with all those things, right? So the world looks at us and goes, how do you guys deal with that? Well, we trust God. Well, what does that even mean? Okay, so we believe that God, the eternal God, the creator of all things, empowers us through his Holy Spirit, through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. That is the faith that we believe in. Now, to believe in His promises, and this is where people see the disconnect. Yeah, I believe in God, but how how can you tell me that this black and white book of pages, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to live by that? It's so archaic. I mean, there's so many contradictions in the Bible. So, you know, faith is believing that what God is is what God says and what God does, mm-hmm. and he cannot lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to the character of God. Do you believe that God is 100% holy, that he's, he cannot lie, he's all truth? Yes. If you can believe that, then you can believe his word. So when it comes down to answering the question of what can we do to strengthen our faith, get to know your God more. Mm-hmm. When your faith is shaken, what is it? Mm-hmm. You take your eyes off God, you put on a situation or circumstance, yep. mm-hmm. and then you start freaking. Yeah. But then when you get in the word and you look at God, you're like... I'm good.
0: God's good. And, and that's why a lot of people yeah. get shaken and they fall yeah. away because they're not grounded in the word. They don't yeah. know who God is because they don't have that relationship yeah. with them.
3: And all of us. It, I mean, we've yeah. been in the word a long time. Yeah. Our faith gets shaken. But again, when we momentarily take our eyes, look like Peter yep. took his eyes off Jesus, he sank. Yep. Right? And Jesus takes, is the word. That's it. Jesus <laughs> is the living word, right? If We take our eyes off God. We're going to sink. That's why you got to put it on him. Put it on his word. Trust in his faithfulness. Strengthen your faith.
0: Boom. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So how do we increase our faith?
2: Well, I like analogies, so let me put yeah. it this way to some people, too. I always talk about faith. It's funny, because last time I actually like really talked and taught on faith mm. was here for one of the women's studies, and this mm. was probably like 10 years ago now, mm. but I will never forget it, because I had to study so hard on it, and we talked about quenching the fiery darts of the enemy, right, mm. and that you hold up the shield of faith, because mm. back then, those darts were fire, and the shield of faith had this like tar thing on it that would quench the fire and put it out. Oh, and you can't hold up the shield of faith if you're not practicing it. So I'm in a business, you guys, where a lot of it's social media, a lot of things you put out there. And I always tell people, you can say you love God. You can post a verse here and there. You can do all those things. But faith is not faith until it is tested. And it is, I, I tell them, you guys, it's like a muscle. You can't be surprised when your faith gets tested because you can have a gym pass. You can say you you know—you love the gym, but until you get your booty bones to the gym and get on the treadmill, mm-hmm. you're not testing anything out. So first and foremost, let your faith be tested. Don't shy away from going deep with God and, and going wild and all out with God because you're afraid that something's going to come at you or that you're afraid. that. Let your faith be tested. He's, he's got you. He's going to hold you up. He's going to do incredible, amazing things. And so to strengthen that, my number one thing to strengthen that muscle, obviously, like Scott said, being, being in the word. But who are you around? Who are you around? Because really you are like the five most people in your circle. And I say that who are, who are the five people that speak into your mind and your heart the most, because you're going to become like them. So if you're hanging around with people that don't want to strengthen their faith, they're in the clubs, they're in the bars. And then you're over here wondering why you're not strong in your faith. That's, that's a problem. So I say, get around the people that have strong faith that you want to be like and be with. That's why we go to church. People are like, well, I don't need to go to church, right? I don't, well, I highly beg to differ. I absolutely, definitely need to go to church because I know that's where my faith is going to be strengthened because I'm going to be around like-minded people that that are going to lift me up that way. So you got to get around the people that are pushing for their faith to be bigger too.
1: Yeah. Faith must be activated. I mean, that's yeah. what it's saying, right? You, you have to, my life verse is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Before You want you as a Christian, like you walk by feelings. If this feels good, I'm gonna partake of it. If it doesn't, I'm not gonna deal with it. Um, But in the Christian life, you gotta, as we were saying earlier, you have to step out by faith. Faith is literally just trusting. Mm -hmm. But who are you trusting in? What is your faith in? Because everybody has faith. If your faith is in your bank account, then that's good if you got a lot of money in your bank account. But if that money gets depleted, mm-hmm. you have nothing. The Bible says that money, riches can make themselves wings like a birdie and fly mm-hmm. away. And if your foundation is on temporary things, they're not going to help mm-hmm. you in the day of trial. Um, and faith is activating. I think as we started this, picture I get in my mind is David and Goliath. Because you think about this young boy, you have all of these grown men that were petrified of this one man. Mm-hmm. And because they were living in fear. Fear brings doubt. Confusion it hinders you from all that God has for you, and that's when David came. And it came like I'm the the baddest guy on the planet. I can take out light. No, he said, I come at you in the name of the Lord today. God's going to deliver you into my hand. Mm -hmm. It was trusting in the Creator of the heavens and the earth Mm -hmm. that He's going before me, and there's victory in that. And the practical side of that is all of us are an example of really activating faith Mm -hmm. we're no special people me and ryan barely made it through high school basically and then god opens up doors of opportunities Mm -hmm. and you're like who me and then you allow god by his holy spirit speak through you you see opportunities giftings and talents that you have Mm -hmm. and it gives all glory to god and you also see like dude god is real because i wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for him Mm -hmm. and what Mm -hmm. it does is it's like a a complementary aspect of your life as a whole yeah, do you know what I'm saying? It's faith, faith, and actions for me. The way, like, obviously, you have to know the word because when you read the
0: word, you see what you can do. Because if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, what you're reading in the Bible, you can actually live out here on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's why I like to be out, being doing ministry. You know, yeah. at some capacity, whether it's just at a church or at a skate yeah. park or a high school or college or conference or whatever, just being out there. And you see God at work and you get excited and the muscle grows and mm-hmm. you want to do more because your, your faith is increasing because you're stepping out faith and you're seeing God do stuff. But then just like skateboarding, like, you know, I'm older now, so I get I got hurt when I was when I was like 40 and I was out of commission um, for a while. And me getting back into it, it was it was harder, but there's muscle memory there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just I had to go. I, I started like, going like it was like 30. It was like 30 minutes. One day. And then I went back a couple days later, Mm -hmm. I was sore. Then the next day, I did like, you know, 30... Maybe I did 30 minutes for like a week. You know, every every other day for a week. Then I was getting up to like 45 minutes an hour. Then I was back to normal, like two Mm -hmm. and a half hours Mm -hmm. of skating, right? Um... But that's the way it is with faith. Mm-hmm. Is you might be home right now, or wherever you're listening to this thing, and you're like, man, I used to be in ministry. I used to activate, I used to go pray for people, people used to get healed. Dude, I used to get words, or God, you would tell me to just go witness to people and people would get saved, but I haven't done that in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Muscle memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's all there. Just get back into reading and whatever, mm-hmm. but then step out. And the only way you're gonna have that courage to step out is. When you're when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you're reading and and you're in the Word, dude, it just comes out of you. Yeah. You're literally like saying stuff to people. Like, why am I even saying? How come I want to go pray for this yeah. guy right now? Like, yeah. I'm hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah. It literally it just comes out of you. It's like it's like you know Chuck Smith said. Like you know we want to be a, a con- what is it? A or the Holy Spirit flows in us. Conduit. And f- conduit. Conduit. Yeah. We want to be a conduit, and the only way you can be a conduit. Is if you're reading and praying, and you will see there will be a supercharge inside of you, and that's the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. the Living Water, flowing from heaven and flowing through you. Yeah, and that's how the faith works. You
3: touched on something that was super important. What Chuck said is like basically keeping yourself aligned in the will of God. But Mm -hmm. you said there might be people out there sitting there like, I used to, I used to, I used to. Mm -hmm. Nobody, God didn't change. You did. Yeah. You're like the, you, if you're sitting there and you're listening like, man, I used to be about God, like get back to it. Like the Bible says that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. They're not gone. You left the Lord. He didn't leave you. So you need to get whatever's out of your life that, that got in the way of you. God, kick it to the side and be like, I'm going to be all about God's business and get back to doing what he's called you to do. Because the power's there. The Holy Spirit is there. The gifting is there. Now you just got to get out of the way of yourself and just do what God's called you to do. So.
0: Yeah. It's very simple. My dad used mm-hmm. that illustration this weekend at church of the monkey. You know, we mm-hmm. put the monkey puts his hand in the coconut, and that's how they catch him. They put rice in there, and he puts his hand in there, and all he has to do is let go of the rice, and he'll be set free. And there's a lot of us that are just holding on to mm-hmm. this just stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, like, crazy sin. just something that you, you're not allowing yourself to be free and surrendering to God, and that's what we need to do is we need to mm-hmm. repent, flip a U-turn, go to God, the power, the gifts, the word—it's all mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mu- muscle memory, mm-hmm. it everything's there. Everything, everything you need is there. You just got to reactivate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And your faith comes through with with deeds. Yeah. So as you have faith, you automatically—it burns inside you. It's like, I don't know. One of the old prophets said, uh, you know, if I don't ever speak the, his uh, the, his name ever again, it just the word of God. It just burns inside of me. Mm-hmm. I forget who that was, but. Maybe Elijah or, or uh, it was uh, Jeremiah was the prayer, yeah. the, the yeah. weeping prophet. And Paul said, Jeremiah. "Woe is me!" You know, "Woe is me if I don't preach the yeah, gospel." Yeah, it just yeah. burns inside you, so you don't have to worry. It just it just happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to be going to break really quick. Uh, go to our YouTube. Our YouTube's cracking, right? Go it's subscribe.
1: It's cracking, Yes. Make sure you subscribe to Ryan Reese's YouTube channel. Obviously, you'll see all the archives of all the shows that we've done. And Ryan and follow the whosoever's YouTube as well because they're dropping fresh content. Oh, yeah. We got
0: a new movie that just came out. It's called Unbelievable. If you want to see a bunch of dudes, and we got some girls on that trip, um, living the Great Commission. It was during Suicide Prevention Month. We didn't time it. We just ended up there in Montana. It was number one for suicide. uh, The state and... We, we uh, went out, and we just did great commission stuff. We were ended up in, like, skate parks, juvenile detention centers, um, uh, homeless shelters, churches. Pretty much, God, just in COVID. COVID was hitting houses. So, like, mm-hmm. we were going to go to an event, and they're like, oh, COVID just hit that house. So we had to, like, go to another location. It was just, it was a crazy thing. But we've seen some miracles happen on that trip, and we saw all kinds of people get saved. So go to the YouTube, click on that, watch that. We have, like, four films out, 365 the Great Commission, Full Send, and Unbelievable. They're all on YouTube for you guys to check out and Amazon Prime. I think there's one of them. But that's pretty much it. We'll be back in two minutes right after the break with Connie Sanchez. You're on social media, right? So, I Connie am. Sanchez? I follow you.
2: Connie underscore underscore. Two underscore. There, there <laughs> it is. Get
0: there. And Scott Salman and mm-hmm. Sean McKeon. Find them, and we'll talk to you guys soon. More of The Ryan Reese Show. Coming up, post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now, back, back to The Ryan Reese Show. All right, it's going down. I have Connie Sanchez in studio, Sean McKeon, and Scott Salamet. We're just taking uh, the questions like the Wild West over here, and we just ended... (laughs) It's like guns blazing. Um, We uh, we just ended the last half of the show with um, faith, talking about faith, and I liked all those illustrations. So I'm going to come in uh, with a with a funny question right now, or maybe I don't know. Maybe it's not funny. Maybe you know. You guys are Bible scholars, teach Bible (laughs) school, studied under. This sounds like a question for Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Uh, Who is the most knowledgeable in the Word of God?
2: We're going to find out right now.
0: <laughs> you have to say like the word of God. <laughs> Preach the gospel out there. <laughs> All right. Did Jesus have long hair? Did
1: Jesus have That's long That's the question.
0: Hair. Wow. I thought he did. I have long hair. I thought I, I thought he had long hair. Yeah, that was you my, thought he had a beard.
3: So they have a beard too. Yeah, so. When I had long hair, that was my justification. <laughs> I want to be like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. So culturally, culturally. Exactly. During that time, culturally, Jews, the Jewish men... Mm-hmm. Would not have hair past their shoulders mm-hmm. because they were viewed as women, mm-hmm. so they had it about here, mm-hmm. roughly. Um, if they were in uh, John McKeon
0: in uh, in uh, sophomore year, yeah,
3: yes. sophomore year, but looking more Marie. like Shaggy than Jesus. Yeah? <laughs> yes, that's right. But yeah, that's right. So, but they uh. they could not have hair too long, and they couldn't have hair too short because they weren't mm-hmm. to shave the sides of their heads or whatnot. So they would wear natural, right? But the, if they were in Jewish schools or what they would be considered like rabbinical schools, they weren't to cut the sides of their locks. It was kind of weird. So did he have long hair? Nobody knows. There's a couple of scriptures that talk about his hair was like wool. His eyes were like fire. You know, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what race was he? What color? He was obviously he was Hebrew. Have you seen Hebrews? They vary. They vary. Mm-hmm. Of, I've the seen blonde, green eyed. And then brown hair. And then brown hair, yeah. dark all, eyes. Yeah, yeah I've dark seen skin. All across the board. Yeah. Yep. So, what do you look like? I'm glad we don't have a picture of him because everybody would be idolizing it. Yes. Right? Yeah. He did not look like Brad Pitt. You know, he did every- it. No, he didn't have blue <laughs> eyes. No but highlights. He didn't either. look like <laughs> surfer dude. Like hey, I'm Jesus. <laughs> he didn't look like that, you know. But people like to idolize that. Like yeah. that was Jesus. You see him? And he's like Oh Yeah. He didn't look like that. He, didn't. he could be. He could have been. He yeah, could have we dark.
0: Yes. Or he could have been light. Yeah.
3: I believe he was dark because he was always in the sun outside. Yep. They didn't have For Ray sure, Bans yeah. back then, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. Sunscreen didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. He, lit, he, was, he He was. He was a carpenter, so he had to be burly kind of guy hands right?
2: probably kind of rough
3: hands kind of kind of rough yeah yeah let's know? talk about his yeah.
0: from what the scriptures say let's talk about what what he could look like so yeah, yeah. he was a carpenter so like carpenter, a construction yeah, worker yeah, right A kind of mm-hmm.
3: construction worker
0: right so construction worker but he was that?
3: also a student of the word he spent a lot of time around the the jewish leaders and whatnot mm-hmm. so he would be a, a regular layman like a, a normal construction guy but he, blue collar blue collar if you would will and but he was also very familiar with the Jewish traditions, mm. right? So he wouldn't he wouldn't offend them in one thing, and then you know what I'm saying? Like he would mm. be just your normal guy. He would be like everybody else. Yeah. Matter of fact, the Bible says there was nothing about him yeah. that would make you look at him and be like, oh, it's Jesus. Right. He was just common. His name was common. His visage was common. There was nothing that would make you look at him and well, go. There
0: was that part when they were going to throw him over. He did some miracle or something, and hometown. they were going to throw him over the the cliff, and he just kind of got away through through the crowd. Like, yeah, through the crowd. Right. He just looked like, the, and then when yeah. he was at the festival, like. He just uh. he just uh blended in.
3: He was so common. Remember when they said, "We don't know what he looks like." Yeah. And so Peter or, or, or Judas is like, "The one who you see me kiss, that's the one." Right. That's right. They, they had yeah, to, like exactly. they had to differentiate because he was just a normal exactly. guy. And
2: I love yeah. that because and that's the whole Bible, right? Using common, average, ordinary people mm-hmm. to do extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's not specific on how he looked because the day and age we live in right now—that's all people care about. We're so—if we, we, we knew what Jesus looked like, we'd all be more concerned with looking like Jesus mm. than being like mm-hmm. Jesus. So I'm pretty—I'm glad that they didn't. Specify. Like,
0: yeah. like Hillsong—they would all, you know, everyone looks like hipsters there. Mm-hmm. Everyone <laughs> would look like Jesus. Yeah, same exactly. thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, no you know, you know, it, it, everyone would be looking like them, hey, so know, wait question no. the yeah, Nazarites they have the mm-hmm. nazarite vow, vow mm-hmm. where they didn 't cut their hair, right,
3: so but but, that was a vow, not all of them took it, like mm-hmm. you know we know yeah. that uh um what's his name Samson? was uh, Samson yeah. was, yeah, yeah, um, but that was a Nazarite vow they took uh they believe Solomon was at one time, mm. you know, um, but you know I, I don't know if all of them took that, David at one time took some vows before the Lord. But Jesus, I don't know. I don't think he was like a long flowing hair guy I, because there were certain things like, you know, you're not supposed to have long hair like a woman. There was something that differentiated yeah. it. The Bible talked about the hair being the woman's crown. Mm-hmm. It was her glory. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to be, yeah. well, the word I would say, they didn't want to be confused in some of those like yeah. people in the in the culture yeah. that were of the other, you know. Yeah, I, I don't want yeah. to think
0: he had like long hair like that. No, you know, I, I think it, think it, it would be was more. generally mm-hmm.
3: very like just... So you just cut your hair. Day.
1: That's
0: the
3: point All right, the I'm cutting it. We're going to do this live on huh? air. Yeah.
2: Hey, if you got it, <laughs> line it until you can't <laughs> and then
0: cut it. You know what I mean? Can, can someone just give me a bowl cut? <laughs> a Dumb and dumber, just get the bowl on.
2: Lloyd. Lloyd Banks. <laughs> Lloyd Banks. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
0: Lloyd Banks. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, let's see. Here, here we go. This one says Hebrews 10, 26, mm. and Ephesians 2, 8, 9, can you give me any insight on these verses, on mean, scriptures? Say two different things, and how do you know for sure that you'll be raptured? Time is running out, and I am beyond scared and hopeless now. What were the verses Okay, Hebrews, so what? Hebrews 10, okay, I'm, a, 26 I'm Hebrews. To 27. You go to the other. What's the other one? Hebrews 10, 26 to 27, uh-huh. and then Ephesians 2, okay. verse 8 and 9. Okay, gotcha. Well, while they're tuning there, you don't have to be scared. Because God has given us his word, he's given us all the prophecies to show the signs of the times, he clearly tells you uh, the birth pains, there'll be wars, rumors of wars, kingdom will go against kingdoms, pestilence, when you look at everything that's going on, earthquakes around the world, like we are in the end times, we are in the birth pains, but if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever... When we look at the character of God, mm-hmm. He rescued Noah. He rescued uh, who mm-hmm. was it from um, 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 Sodom and Gomorrah? So lot, yeah. Lot mm-hmm. and them. He 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 continues to rescue His people because He has mm-hmm. not set up judgment Dude, Jonah. for His people. Yeah, Jonah, Jonah. Too, huh? yeah. there's many yeah. many right. stories. So
3: what, what was it? Ephesians what five or was no, it uh,
0: Ephesians two. Okay, two,
3: eight, nine. So right, I got So
1: it. the the question basically is, and you piggyback off me, Scott. So they're mm-hmm. going Ephesians two, right, verse eight for for. Uh, we're grace. saved by grace yes. through faith, yeah. right. and it's not a works that any man should boast, right? Yes. The other complementary verse could be the James, too, that people get confused mm-hmm. with, because James says, without faith, works is dead." Mm-hmm. And some people say, is James contradicting what, what Paul is saying? Because mm-hmm. you know, the Bible says that you can't work for salvation. No. What James is saying is that true faith, the man that has a relationship with God, going back to the first part of our show, their life is going to emulate faith. By the way they live their life, being used mm-hmm. by God, and so faith, just um, living out by faith, just kind of backs up the talk where you're not just about it. What what he's saying here, speaking of of salvation in Ephesians two, mm-hmm. is that you can't work for your salvation. Right. Man, we are all sinners, saved by grace of God. Like and. Live in that. You can't work for salvation. And that is the beauty of of the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Now, Scott, you've taught the book Book of Hebrews many Mm -hmm. times over the years. And I'm going to read the the scripture they brought up and Mm -hmm. you can expound upon that. Um, In 1026, it says this, For if we sin sin willfully, after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Mm -hmm.
3: So what he's not talking about, like, after you've accepted the Lord, you sin, you you can't be saved again, because you don't lose yourself. We we are under the impression here, I think Mm -hmm. most of us agree, you lose your salvation. Salvation is a gift, okay? Salvation is a gift that is given freely by God. You choose to believe that, accept it, go towards that, and and to, uh, what I'd say, get the benefits of that does God take salvation away? No, the salvation is a gift. Have you ever lost a gift that someone's given you? Yes. Have you ever broken a gift that someone's given you? Have you ever given it to somebody else? Absolutely. A gift is something that you hold close to you, that you keep it, and that you honor, okay? So your salvation is something that God has given you through the death of Christ and through the the resurrection of the cross. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you, all your sins. now. This goes into the whole eternal security thing. Are you you know once saved, always saved? I don't believe that. The Bible says that your name can be written and blotted out in the book of life. It says that clearly. What he puts in, you can blot out. Uh, we know that God never leaves you and forsakes you, so it brings like a paradigm. Well, if God never leaves me forsake me, and, and, and he gives me salvation as a free gift, then how does a person go to hell? Well, Jesus said that hell was not prepared for man, but for hell and for his angels, right? So the only way that man could get there is committing the one sin that Jesus said will not be forgiven, that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So when you're reading that scripture in Hebrews, he's not someone who says, who's someone who has sinned again, you're gonna trespass. You're your yes. natural flesh that lives in a fallen world, you're gonna fall. Absolutely. He's saying somebody that departs from that goes back into their sin and lives a life uh, like their old way and, and never to repent again. He's saying there's no, there's no repentance once you've already been redeemed. You can't be redeemed again. It's, it's a one-time thing. God, Jesus died on the cross one time for the sins of all men forever. There's no salvation outside of that. That's what he's saying. And so people have this tendency to take that like you can't sin once you're a Christian because if you do, you're not saved and you go to hell. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about a person that willfully goes back to the life, pushes Christ away, denies that free gift of God, that salvation gift through Christ, you basically, in essence, commit the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and you choose to live your life in darkness. Mm-hmm. That's it. You've sealed your fate. You're done. And how are you know you're sealed your fate? Because you died in your sin. Mm-hmm. You died with the rejection of Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's about as close as I can get to that yeah. definition or, or an answer can to I, that. Can
1: I just add just one simple thing to you. I don't think we have time. Context. <laughs> is <laughs> your, this, is, this is the context the book of Hebrews, mm. it's written for a purpose. Mm. It's to show yeah. that Jesus is greater than the angels and, mm. that gr- and Jesus is greater than the law. Jesus is greater than Moses. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking about chapter 10 here, he's saying that Jesus is the only way of salvation. Mm. Like there's no other way. Yeah. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. And so that is the only way that you're going to find forgiveness of sin and have a relationship with God. There is no other lane Amen. to enter into the kingdom mm. of God. That's what he's basically saying. There? And I think
2: mm-hmm. whoever's asking this question, the way I heard it, too, is maybe you're fearful that you're not going to get taken in the rapture or that right. you're going to get left because maybe you caused a sin that didn't get for. God's never forgotten anybody yet. Mm-hmm. And he's not yeah. going to start with you. Yeah. He is the God that goes after the one. He'll leave the ninety nine to go for the one. Right. The parable of the lost sheep. Mm-hmm. So don't worry. You're not getting left behind when you're walking with the Lord.
0: Amen. Exactly. Amen. Um,
3: Do that one. The the which one? The one about. uh. The slap heard around the world. Oh, we got We're, we're going to end
0: it with that one. Okay, oh, okay. cool. We have okay. got to talk about okay. that. <laughs> all right. Why is it that Christians look mm. down upon young girls who get pregnant outside of marriage? Shouldn't they be loving and accepting mm. to everyone? Mm. So that is a good question. That sounds like a personal thing, though, because I don't yeah. all mm-hmm. believe all Christians. No, that, like, no, I don't. Totally. I love well, on people. You can't, that, you know, you can't. I was going to say the first thing is you can't, you can't stereotype. Right. Yeah. Like all all Christians. Christians. Exactly. I'm a Christian. I don't frown upon a girl yeah. if she gets pregnant. Yeah. Yep. When I see that, yeah. it reminds me of my life. Yeah. I got a girl pregnant when I wasn't married. Mm.
3: And yeah.
0: it was because I was living a life outside of God. Yeah. And I was making um I wasn't making good decisions.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, you know, you reap what you sow. Mm. And in this case, a baby yeah. came forth. <laughs> Let's face it. You yeah. have sex, you're gonna get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um sooner or later. But that's what I would have to say. What
2: about and you? I would first off just say, because it does, it sounds like a personal question. So yeah. I'd say, I'm sorry. If somebody made you feel a certain way or if somebody, you know, mm-hmm. even Christians, like we've been talking about this whole time, we're human. We make mistakes. But that's not how God sees us. And we have to be careful mm-hmm. to to you know, compare the way people treat us versus the way God sees us. And God is a God of redemption. He specializes mm-hmm. yep. in redemptiveness, in redemptive stories. He can... Take the craziest things, you guys, as we've seen all throughout the scriptures and our lives just at this table Mm. and make them into beautiful things. And that is what is so good about Mm. God. So we don't look at any person and go, "Ah," you know, because like Ryan said, that's all of us. Like I could have been pregnant at any one of those times. It's by the grace of God I did it. But we don't look at anybody like that. And, and, you know, wow, you did this, you did that. We don't we don't condone the sin. Mm. We don't want to, you know, say it's all right. You can do whatever you want. No, no. We say, you know what? God has a better plan, and he designed it to be a certain way. And when we get outside of that, unfortunately, there are worldly consequences. However, like we said, God is the God of redemption, and God can restore anything Mm -hmm. that's been broken if you so choose. Mm -hmm. And you say, wow, okay, I know God's plan. I didn't know then. God, forgive me. How can you use this? Like I talked about earlier, how can you turn my mess into a message, my pain Mm -hmm. into a purpose? And that's the way I look at people and Mm -hmm. treat them because I was them.
3: I am yeah. them, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, uh, you guys know my mom got pregnant when she was 16 years old mm-hmm. and um, had me when she was 17. And during that time, like, man, that was definitely frowned upon, especially because mm-hmm. she went to a Catholic school You know, Back when she in, was a girl. Yeah. And she had friends from her school <laughs> were telling her, hey, you need to get rid of it, mm-hmm. you know? And she was afraid to tell my grandfather. And she didn't tell him for a long time. And then when she finally did, he didn't, like, he wasn't mad. He wanted to kill the guy, of course, but... That's how my grandpa was, but he just embraced her, just loved mm-hmm. on her, you know. And and he, I wouldn't say that my grandfather was a believer until much later on in life, but you know, we especially working with youth, we deal with a lot of that, you know. Yeah. And who are we to throw stones, man? We live in a glass house, you know. Back then, though, when yeah, you, like back
0: then, honestly, that yeah, was that was a bad that thing. Was real thing, dude. She
3: left. Things have changed. She left San Francisco. <laughs> yeah when she was like 17, 18 years old, came all the way down here and made a life for herself. Right. Cause she just couldn't hang. Yeah. Wow. And you know, my mom's a total believer now and it's all good. But the truth is if she would have done what she, you know, what everyone was telling mm-hmm. her to do, you'd be staring at an empty chair right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a beautiful family. Yeah. I wouldn't have a ministry or, or a purpose in life yeah. had, you know, she been, she'd done what was what, mm-hmm. told her to do. So, we like like Connie said, we just love people, you know, yeah. like everybody messes up. Everybody has its mistakes. Whether you're a non Christian and you're pregnant or you're a Christian and you slipped up and got pregnant, Jesus loves you. You know, the sin is not <laughs> that sin's not gonna kill you. You know, that's not going to be the end of you. As a matter of fact, it's going to be the beginning of you and the new life that you're mm-hmm. going to bring into this world. So raise that child mm-hmm. in the ways of God and teach them the things that maybe you yourself slipped up on mm-hmm. and show them a better way. That's yeah. what we do. You know? Hey,
0: whoever's judging you, let's put a video camera on them and let them. Yeah, let, let's follow them around. Exactly. for twenty four hours yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I'm sure they're not little saints. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to end with a big question here. This is the biggest one of the night, probably, right? <laughs> uh, have you guys been watching any of the videos, or have you guys? Do you guys yeah. know the whole context of yeah. this whole thing? Yeah,
1: yeah. kind of. Yeah, I think okay. I
2: know where you're going.
0: Yeah. All right. uh, okay, so we're talking about the Oscars, Will Smith and Chris Rock. So, what's your thoughts on what happened? I don't have that much intel. I just saw the slap.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Connie, but but it, Will Will Smith had perfect style. Perfect form? <laughs> I'm, uh, no, perfect no. form. Yeah, perfect, oh, perfect form. But Chris form. Rock. When and he was some. done, he, he was like... He bounced back pretty <laughs> good. But,
1: but Chris Rock. Did you right. see the picture? Yeah. I, yeah. You know, Dana White from the UFC posted yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was like, man, finally an Oscar's worth watching. <laughs> and then he it. said, and Chris Rock got a chin. That's what yeah. his thing was. Yeah. 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 He, he, Dude, he, he it. did go down. He didn't cry. That was a
3: palm... That was yeah. an open palm to the side of the head. You could yeah. get yeah. knocked out. I've that, actually
0: knocked someone out like that yeah. in a bar. Your dad At showed Angel's me. house at exactly. a bar where, where he has a bar area. And <laughs> this guy was talking trash. And I open-palmed him, and I knocked him out cold. He was yeah. like six-something. Bam! Just yeah. fell asleep underneath the yeah. bar. Yeah. And Chris yeah. Rock has
1: a chin. He, he didn't put his chin. hips into it, though. No, I mean, he didn't. He, had he didn't, didn't here, swing But it. he didn't put his hips into it. Yeah.
2: He didn't want to go too hard, but hard enough to yeah. make an impact, but not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna give it to you, but
3: <laughs> we were talking about this really. I, I'm I think push in going on. We're talking. About, I think that the guy, his his emotions were displaced. Okay, yes, the guy. He's he's a comedian. Okay, a comedian. Will Smith is a comedian too. He's had mm-hmm. comedy. He was in a mm-hmm. sitcom for friends. years. Yeah. they're they friends. They know them. each other. Yeah, for him to make a, a joke maybe about, maybe that's why. I think the guy was just a little too emotional. D- didn't have any self control tried to make a point about trying to be chivalrous and whatever you want, and just made a fool of himself, honestly. Mm. And I think, honestly, the way Chris Rock handled it was with dignity. Mm. He was like, all right. He didn't even press charges on the floor. I would have been like, $6 million. Dollars. <laughs> I
0: would have been like, hey, I, can't hear, I can't hear. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Oscars?
3: Yeah. My kids, won't, <laughs> my kids won't look at me anymore. They call <laughs> me a sissy. Chris I don't think Chris
2: Rock needs I, any money. Okay, no, so but seriously,
3: I, just to make it stingy. Chris little Rock who's I, the Oscars now. Exactly. He, There's I, no hates. lawsuits? No. They're friends. They're friends.
1: Yeah. The Academy, yeah. the
3: Academy no. hasn't even stepped up and say we denounce. They say, we denounce violence in all forms. But it was one of those, they, they say the words and then don't back it up. I was have nice Oscar. There's no come
0: lawsuits. Come. Nope. No. No.
3: Nope. No. And, and he issued an apology, which I think was, Will Smith oh. supposedly did, which is fine. I don't know the man. I don't know his wife. I don't know his family. I don't know their dynamics. I don't care. Just from an open face, just from a perspective. Guy makes a joke, comedian, open monologue. Somebody takes offense, and he feels like he has to vindicate and go up and smack a man in broad daylight in front of his, all of his peers. That's just broad daylight. That's
0: the Oscars. Um, Oscar <laughs> right, right, nighttime, broad nighttime,
3: whatever. Right, nighttime. But in front of the whole no, that's world. That's like worldwide. Yeah, I mean that. That to uh, me, I thought was it was very disrespectful. Yeah. Lack of self control yeah. could have been handled. That's siding with better.
1: a comedian because he's a comedian. I oh, think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm always it with the funny yeah. guy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think it's actually. literally, it's, 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 you guys know this. I think there's multiple lessons, right. That we can mm. look at this. Whenever you make a decision in a heated moment of feelings, it's probably not going to be a good one, yeah, right? For sure. Feelings aren't, we talked about this. Feelings aren't facts. Feelings yeah. are even if they're justified, mm. even if it was, you you know, he was standing up for his wife. She had mm-hmm. just gone through a medical thing. Chris Rock, who knows if he knew that. And it was just the right time to get Will in the right place And that's kind of how the enemy works, right? Mm -hmm. And Will got up and said this, which I thought was interesting, that right before that, Denzel said, be careful, because at your highest point, the enemy is going to come for you. Mm -hmm. Or he said, the devil will come for you. So it's no coincidence that he'll use you guys' even justified situations that you may feel were right, that you may feel to to, to act out. So we look at this and go, okay, this is why we don't make Mm -hmm. rash judgments, Mm -hmm. even if they are justified based off how we feel, right? Because that's not... We can't control what people say. We can only control how we respond. That is literally Mm -hmm. our job is to control. So imagine if he were to have responded in a different way with grace, how much more of an impact that would have meant. And maybe they had a conversation about it after and Mm -hmm. said, hey, dude, I know that wasn't, you know, but my wife (laughs) just went through this. I mean, imagine, you know, I don't know. I've done it. I've done heated moment things, but you can't take those things back. And then on the side of Chris, I think about, and I just went through this with my own personal, you know, organization with words matter even if they're, you know, funny or they're whatever, but you, you can't take words back either, and words do matter. So think about things before you say them, because those, too, come with, you know, repercussions. Yeah. So I just think yeah. of both sides, like, okay, what can we learn from both things, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's a good insight. You know, when you were talking right now, Connie, I thought of the story, um, I love sports, and one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time is Peyton Manning, and there's this story, when he was in high school, I mean, obviously, these guys make it to the pros. They were studs, like, since they were young kids, and in high school, well, he, he was legit. He, they lost the game, and it was because of the coach, he said. Yeah, we would have won the game if it was for all the stupid plays that you called or whatever. When his dad found out that he talked to the coach like that, mm. he took his son to the coach's house, made him go up to the wow. door, apologized to him, and used it as a teaching lesson to him. And he said this, and this has just always stuck with me. He's like, Peyton, I want you to remember this. It can take 20 years to build a reputation, and in five minutes mm-hmm. you can lose it. Yep. And it stuck with him the whole way. Peyton Manning is known today as a man of character and a man that influences a lot of people, like outside of sports mm-hmm. too. And it's kind of the lessons like that, like you recognize what Connie is saying. Your words matter. The way you live your life can impact people. Mm-hmm. And there are things that you can do. Guys see it all the time. I use it as a teaching lesson for my, my young kids, like Cohen, who's 13 and playing sports. And you, you see these athletes that have all this talent, has all this gift, and then, like, they're going to go to the bar this night, get hammered, tch, DUI, kill somebody, career's over. Yeah. Just in these rash moments, <clears throat> jumping over, beating somebody up out, out of control, now you got a case. Now you're going to jail. Like, you got to really be mindful. And, you know, maybe using this as just like a platform to speak on that. Mm-hmm. Just using wisdom of the, of the days yeah. that we're living in in your own personal life. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Because that's it's right now, it's all about, well, if you feel it in the moment, then it's right for you. And it's like, this is not. Help! It's we have saw what that did the past two years. If you feel it, you do it, and yeah. it's justified. And mm-hmm. It's like, well, but that's not what God yeah. says, you know. Yeah. Mm. yeah,
0: I was just surprised that there was no lawsuits or anything. I was, yeah. I, I was in uh, shock that that actually went down there. But yeah. that's what happens, dude. Fear, you know, anger in the moment. Some, his wife went through some, like, you know, surgery or, or like, I don't know if she's doing alopecia. Yeah, medical. Something's going yeah. on. It was very sensitive to her. And yeah. he's, he got up. He's a protector, and he yeah. protected her. But did that, did it did it take it back? Well, no. Yeah, yeah. no. He, yeah, that's what I'm the saying. Things, but like it's, just, it's just one of those yeah. heat of the moment. Yeah. It's, uh, it was crazy. I was, I yeah. was blown away yeah. by it. Mm-hmm. All right. We have uh, two minutes left. So where can people find you?
2: Okay, I am at Mm convoswithcon.com. so I do have my own website. That goes to my podcast. I just finished a whole series on women of the Bible, which Mm. was really fun. Perfect. I talk a lot about just women in the workplace, women at home, different things like that. Does Crystal know about this? I don't know, actually. You
0: need to send her a link. I should.
2: Yeah. Or Connie underscore underscore Sanchez on Mm. IG. There double underscore. Double underscore.
1: And mm-hmm. Scott Sama, you're
0: on Instagram. I'm on Instagram.
3: I don't do it much, but I, I have one on there. And uh, here at the chapel, always helping out and just assistant pops and all that kind of good stuff. And so. Sean, you're yeah. up
1: there, Sean McKeon. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sean McKeon. And, yeah, you find me on the baseball field or here. Mm-hmm. You know, just doing life. Do live. Ballin'. Yeah.
0: Ballin'. Yeah, ballin. Kind of. Yeah. Um, go to the YouTube. on. You go to YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, The Whosoevers, and... Click, watch the movies. There's studies on there. There's all kinds of cool content. Go to Ryan Reese's YouTube channel as well. You can find all the radio shows. Go to the Bible app and type in the whosoever's or my name, and you'll see seven-day devotions will pop up. And just read the Bible. Go after God. God has a plan for you. Um, a lot of these questions that, that you guys are asking, keep, keep them coming. All questions are good. Mm -hmm. It's, we want to answer stuff that you can't just go to church and get from the stage. So Mm -hmm. bring them in, but most importantly, read the Bible, because I believe that a lot of these questions will be answered as you see the character of God, as you read through them. We're just telling you guys what we know from the scriptures. So, but that's why God gave us each uh, a Bible or gave us the Bible to read, to grow, to develop, let him refine you, let him develop you, let him empower you and give you that faith so you can live that life that you're created for in these interesting days, Mm, you know, very interesting days. When you're watching the the, the pulse of the world and you're reading the scripture, you know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. So we love you guys. Love you guys. guys. Thanks for
2: having me.
1: This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com.
0: Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.